A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, lie back, stand up if you want. But relax and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we try to deliver is a conversation that is a little less than fascinating so that you can just feel free to drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host and joining me is, I want to welcome Caitlin Driscoll to the Insomnia Project. Thank you for welcoming me. I'm very, I'm going to try not to sound excited, but I'm very excited because we are going to cover a topic that one of our listeners had asked me to do an episode on, and that is crochet, crocheting, and knitting, which you're a fan of. Yeah, two of my favorite pastimes. How did you get into that? My family are big knitters and crocheters and sewers and weavers. Really? Yeah, big time. Lots of, my mom has uh, a loom. She has three spinning wheels. So she um, spins her own yarn. Okay, so let's, you need to tell me about that. We're going to go to spinning yarn. So how, tell, walk me through that process. So uh, my, from my perspective, mm-hmm. that process involves my mom ordering wool online. So raw wool, like like chunks of almost cotton bat. Like, is it like batten? Like, just is it like just? Yeah, it's it's, it's surprisingly greasy because oh. um, wool has something called lanolin in it right. that people will use for like hand lotion, and, and but I find it way too greasy. So it's like it's like cotton batting, but it's. Um, sort of thicker and greasier and it'll come like it'll be curly and then some of it'll be full of like bits of plants oh wow and like so you have to card it so if i'm not mistaken that's like combing it with yeah. a, with some kind of tool that looks like a big comb like a you? cat brush okay like a cat brush like a giant uh-huh. cat brush you have two of them and you put the wool between the two and then you um, card them together, like brush them opposite of each other, so okay. you get all of the um, junk out of the wool. Sure. And then some of the oil also breaks down. Okay, so she'll she'll card them, and mm-hmm. then what will she do? Will she twist it and put it on the spinning wheel? Forgive me, I know. I'm just trying to think of what I remember from shows on TV or Sleeping Beauty or any of those things. Yeah, that's basically it. She's she would start with um, by twisting a piece of the wool into sort of a into a strand sure. and then hooking it around a part of the spinning wheel and then she had there's a pedal on the spinning wheel and you keep adding yarn adding uh, wool to 
the yarn as you pedal the spinning wheel and you twist it with your one hand as you keep feeding it into the spinning wheel. Wow. And yeah. so then then when she uses the wheel, she spins it and it and it winds it up. Is that or like turns it into more of a string like yeah, essentially, because you keep twisting your fingers as you feed uh, the wool into uh, the spinning wheel, and then it it turns around and around and creates a ball oh, of wow. yarn. And okay, so now we've got yarn. Mm-hmm. What does she do with the yarn, or what do you do with that yarn? Well, she would sometimes dye it oh, my with Kool Aid. Really? In a crock pot? Yes. That's amazing. Okay, now she's got the perfect color, and I love that she's using Kool-Aid to dye her wool. Yeah, and it smells so weird. It would make the whole house because she would use the crock pot, and it would get hot. Sure. And uh, so the smell of, like, wet wool, but also, like, fruit punch (laughs) was always a smell in my house when I was a kid. And and what is the difference between purchasing wool yarn and— making it yourself like is there when she uses it is it is it more tactile is it better do you get a better quality product once you work your own well they say that the um like uh 100 wool or 100 sure. cotton or whatever kind of fabric you're using is going to be warmer and more breathable um oh. of a garment but the stuff that you usually buy in stores is like synthetic sure so it's you know not as nice won't wash as well and yeah. Wow. All right, so let's get into your, what brought you to knitting and crocheting? Well, I think the first thing that brought me to knitting was I was in uh, brownies as a as a young girl. Okay. And to get your badges, you had to prove that you could do certain tasks, like braiding hair. Sure. Or knitting. So I wanted to get my, like, craft badge, and I knew my mom knit. So I was like, Mom, it's time. Time. Teach me to knit. Time. And for our international listeners, Brownies is like Girl Guides. It's an organization that young girls would, would go in to learn skills and develop traits and, and you, you, all kinds of useful things, correct? Yeah. I mean, all I really remember doing was learning how to braid hair. Well, that's useful, too. Yeah, sure. It's been you never know when there's a wedding party that is uh, in need of a good braid. Exactly. So what... Is the most difficult aspect of knitting for you? Most difficult aspect of knitting is keeping your yarn um, uh, taut but not tight. Okay. So you can get, um, if you really get into like intricate patterns. Sure. So for example, a cable pattern where you're taking uh, pieces of yarn that you've knit and you're folding them over each other. So you're trading needles. Okay. That can get really, that can kind of make your your fabric or whatever you're knitting kind of tight or taut. And then it, it's very hard to continue when it gets too tight on the needles. I see. I see. So you've got to have the right amount of tension exactly. when you knit. Similar to crochet. So what is the difference between crochet and knitting for people who might not be aware and think, oh, I don't know what what they are? Um, so this, is my, this will be a weird description because I've never really looked it up. But uh, so knitting is when you have several, several uh, rows of knots that you're working together to make a big piece of 
something. Sure. And crochet is when you're just working with one knot after another in with, a chain. With one needle, right? So crochet would be one needle, and, is that fair? Yeah, crochet is a hook. Sorry, is a hook. That's right. It's a hook on the end of a smaller um, stick-like instrument. Yeah, whereas, about the size of a pencil. Whereas knitting it involves longer needles, two or more you could use, correct? Truth, oh, okay. yes. You could, I've used four or five to make socks. Because you're making it tubular, right? So you need those um, sticks to sort of make a circular pattern of enclosure. Is that fair? Yes, that is my, accurate. My mom's a knitter and a crocheter. And most people will know crochet work if you think of an afghan. Yes. So if you think afghan, you're in the world of crocheting or sweaters that have big, bigger holes in them because you can crochet a sweater, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. whereas knitting is more tightly woven yarn-like fabric, hats, sweaters, socks. Yeah, you can make hats and sweaters with crochet as oh, well. Oh, you can. See, yeah. so there goes my definition is off. off. But the, So crochet is not, you don't often make sweaters uh, in, or bigger garments with crocheting mm-hmm. because it takes up a lot more yarn. Oh, crocheting does. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, because you're the way you're making the knots, they're just a lot thicker. So it's faster, but you're using a lot more yarn than you would with knitting. And um, is it hard to start? It's it's not hard to start crocheting. Okay. Um, because all you need is one knot okay, and a so loop. One knot and a loop, and then you're off to the races. Yeah. What have you crocheted? Tell me some things you, you oh. would have crocheted. I My favorite thing that I ever crocheted was this afghan okay. um, that was made of stars, like in star patterns. Oh, cool. And I made, so my mom says that there is, there's a, a knitting crocheting curse. Oh, I where, need to hear about this. Yeah, so this is like the curse is when you start dating someone and you decide you want to knit them something or crochet them something. Sure. By the time you finish that thing, your relationship will be over. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it's a curse because you, you love somebody and you want to make them something, but you put all this effort into the blanket or whatever it is, and often then you break up and then you never see the blanket you made ever oh. again, which is what happened to me. Is it Then wouldn't it be wise to crochet or knit something small and quick to see if the relationship will last? Yeah. So what's this, like, I guess a coaster? You could crochet a coaster? You could crochet a coaster. You could crochet, like, a like a coffee mug warmer or, like, people make those things that go over, like, Like a cozy? Go. Like a tea yes, cozy? Yes, that's it, yeah. A, a coffee mug cozy? Yeah. Yeah. You could do, oh, a scarf or a belt. You could crochet a belt. You could. I mean, okay. it, it wouldn't be a great belt. But it, nonetheless, you could, you could it would be like a quick, a it would be a a quick crochet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you love about crocheting versus what do you love about knitting? What I love about crocheting is that you can kind of make it up as you go. So you can build like a hat, for example. You just start with a couple little loops and then you can make it as big as you want or as small as you want. You can add a a beak to it if you want. And you don't need to sort of follow a pattern. You can just Off you create go. it as you go. And you can just figure it out as you go once you've developed a sort of crochet skill. Yeah, I would say. Um, what what I love about knitting is that I can do it without looking at it. 
Okay. So, but with crochet, you kind of have to be paying attention. It's like sometimes you can just feel it, and you're like, oh, I'm tying a knot, I'm tying another knot. Sure. But with knitting, I don't even need to look at it. It's just sort of like uh, by rote, you're just kind of going. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So you're, as many of my guests are, you're a artist, you're an actor, writer, performer, director, etc., producer. Uh, do you ever knit on set? when you're waiting to go on set? Like, because I know a lot of actors, both male and female, have taken up knitting because of the time it takes between takes or when you're waiting for your scene to come up. Oh, yeah. I definitely, I would choose crocheting over knitting. Okay. Why why is that? that. Okay. Because you can stop at any point Mm -hmm. and not be worried you're going to lose your place for me. Because I often... If I'm crocheting, I'm making up a pattern in my head. Mm -hmm. But if I'm following a knitting pattern and I have to put it down halfway through a row. Problematic. um, It's hard to get, it's hard to pick it back up. Yeah. And also dropping your knitting needles um, is, can make a loud clangy noise because often they're metal. Sure. And I I just hate distracting people. Oh, I see. I see. (laughs) Whereas with crochet, you just have the one hook and... Whether you drop it or not, it's not going to make so much noise as, yeah. if, as if you're doing it with knitting. I did. I was doing a theater show um, years ago where I got a lot of the women interested in knitting. So we had a bit of a knitting circle cool. going on. And we all brought our knitting to rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And uh, two days later, the stage manager had to ban oh, the, no. the knitting in rehearsal because people were dropping their needles too much. Oh, that's too bad. And it was causing distraction. You should have taught crochet then. I know. I don't know what I was thinking next time. So you told us about your journey into knitting. Tell us about your journey into crocheting. My journey into crocheting. Sounds like a great title of a book. My journey into crocheting. (laughs) My autobiography. (laughs) I think I started because I wanted to, I just wanted to learn how to do it. Okay. Um, And then uh, I think, yeah, my, my mom just showed me. She was like, yeah, just a couple loops and then you just keep hooking through the loops. Mm. So I didn't learn specific types of uh, knots, which crochet is full of. Um, And I just, I made a hat really fast. Really? Like it took me maybe two hours. Like what kind of a hat? Like was it more of a, um, what do you call those? Like a beanie. Oh, like a a toque? Or was it more like a, uh, what's the French hat called? I can't think anymore. Oh, a beret. A beret. Was it more beret-like? It was more like a toque. It was very... um, Gosh, something I feel like um, someone would wear in a grunge band in, okay. you know, 1996. So a short toque. Yeah. Yeah. A cross between a toque and a, and a beanie, if you will. Yeah. Nothing okay. that's going to really keep anyone that warm, but okay. it was very exciting. Do you still have it? Oh, no. I gave it. I gave everything away. Oh, you give it away? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't keep anything that I knit or crochet. Not even a blanket? Like not even a afghan or you don't have... No. Oh, I yeah. need to show you some some that are just outside the studio that my mom has has knit me. She's a great I would knitter love to as see well. That. Yeah, she often says, and I, I don't know if your mom's ever said this. You can tell the skill of a knitter by looking on the underside. Very true. That's where all the mistakes are. Right. Yeah. And so you can hide a lot, or you know, show your talent by the by what is unseen. That's very true. The, I find the art of when you're crocheting mm-hmm. and you have loose ends, it's m- far easier to hide loose ends in crocheted work than it is in knitted work. 
What would be some advice you would give someone who wants to start crocheting? I would say, well, we live in an age where you can learn anything on the internet. It's so funny. I just had a guess and I asked about guitar and they said a similar sort of thing. I would definitely, um, there's a great, uh, am I allowed to shout out people's YouTube Please. channels? Of course, of um, course. So I follow this uh, woman who has a channel called Crowby Patterns. Crowby? Yeah, C-R-O-B-Y. Okay. Um, I'm not sure uh, where she's based out of, but uh, she's really good at explaining. She does cr a lot of crochet. Okay. And uh, she's very good at explaining all of the knots and what you do on each row. And it's like super slow, really clear. I would say I follow her. She's, she's a pretty good teacher. Okay, fair enough. Actually, I think patterns are key to knitting and crocheting success. You can sort of design your own thing or you can find stuff online. Um, my sister, Allison, is actually a um, knitwear designer and she sells patterns on her Etsy shop. So she's known as also Allison, the needle nerd. So you can find her on Etsy at A-L-L-S-O, S-E-W, and then her name, Allison, with one L. And uh, she, yeah, she's got a lot of cool kits you can order or just stuff that's already made. You could buy it. And she's a really talented knitwear designer. Is there a particular yarn to start with or a particular hook to start with that you would recommend? Because there's different size hooks, correct? That's very true. I would start with a good, you know, five to seven millimeter hook. Okay. Um, not too small, not too big. Mm -hmm. And I think I would just get some like, well... I think choosing yarn is very important. Okay, see, this is this is where we need to delve. Why? Tell me more. Because you don't want to get sick of your yarn. Oh, you could get sick of your yarn? You could get sick of it. Like, just, you know, because depending on what you're making. Mm -hmm. So you're t tying all these knots, you're doing the same thing over and over again sure. often, especially when you're first learning. You'd just be doing, like, the same type of knot. And if you start looking at your yarn or you don't like the texture of it, because you have to touch it quite a bit. That's a big thing for my mom. She's like, I don't like the feel of that yarn. I don't like to buy cheap yarn is what she says because oftentimes you'll see these big sort of discount bins of yarn or people will give her yarn and ask her to, to make baby clothes. And she's like, I don't like the feel. I don't think it's going to feel nice. She goes, so I always tell them, I will get the yarn. Don't worry about it. Just tell me the color. Because yeah. for her, it's the texture of the actual cloth or the, or the yarn. Yeah. yeah, because you do have to touch it a lot. And I mm -hmm. think that's... It can get, there's a lot of like cheap yarn that has like a kind of, just because it's so synthetic, it sure. can feel kind of gross. Mm -hmm. But it's always a good thing to learn on. Yeah, because you can make as many mistakes as you want and it doesn't really matter. And I guess it's forgiving in a weird sort of way. Yeah. I really like uh, crocheting with like a cotton blend. Okay. Because I love the texture of, of like a cottony yarn. A really good thing to start with would be like a dishcloth. Making it? Yeah, just a square. Just a oh, small okay. square dishcloth with like a cotton yarn. Perfect. Very good. Do you make your own dishcloths? No. I've I had, tend to use sponges. I've had a lot of like hard, bristly, round dish crocheted sponges, I guess you would call them. I don't know what else to call them, but like... Yeah. I don't know. If, is it, would it be a dishcloth, a washing cloth, a... a dishwashing I don't know but I've had a lot of those and I always feel bad to throw them out once they get really bad but that's what they're made for right yeah I mean it's cool that you can make your own household products totally but I like making like 
blankets and hats, I think, and socks. Love making you socks. Me, you like making socks? Yeah. I've never crocheted a sock. That you didn't like? Well, I've just never crocheted a sock. Oh, you've never crocheted a sock, but you've, yeah. you've knit socks. Yes. They seem like they'd be labor-intensive. They're, when I first learned okay. how to turn a heel on a sock, so you're knitting a tube. Sure. You either knit it from the top to the toe or from the toe to the top. Oh, I see. And when I first learned how to make a heel, they call it turning a heel okay, in sure. the business. Listen, important uh, to know. It blew my mind. Really? It blew my mind. What's the key to turning a heel? Well, you have to do, oh gosh, what's it called? Um, there's a specific name now, I can't remember, like a, a hitch knot or something like okay. that. Um, but it's about you have to decrease and then increase uh, in the right way so that the yarn changes direction. Okay. Which I just think is so cool. That is cool. Can you tell me what knit one pearl two means? I don't, I, I've heard it. I know that if I'm in an improv scene and we're knitting, we're going to say those terms, but I don't know what knit one pearl two means. Well, that's just uh, a pattern. Okay. Like that would just be a pattern. So sure. there's two basic stitches in knitting. There's knitting and there's purling. Okay. And so knitting, uh, I would say, is... Um, is if you're looking at the fabric and when you're knitting something, that's the quote-unquote right side of the fabric. Okay. If you're purling something, that's the quote-unquote wrong side. So the inside of a sweater would be a purl yeah. and the outside would be a knit. Yeah. If oh, you're just, basic. You've just blown my mind because now it's like, now it totally makes sense to me. <laughs> Fantastic. So the, the knit one, purl two would be like a ribbed pattern. Oh, it would like be Like the top of a sock. Okay. If that makes sense. So it would be a little um, sticky outy on one sure. part and, and inside. on the yeah. other side. And the pearl would be the inside? Yeah. And the knit would be the outside yeah. of, the, of that little ribby kind of... Yeah. Exactly. When you're making a sock do, you, sock, do you start from the toe to the, to the outside portion of the sock or from the hole of the sock, I don't know what you'd call it, to the toe? The mouth of the sock. The mouth of the sock. I like starting from the toe... It's so rewarding. Is it? Yeah. Because you see it come to life? Yeah. Okay. And you start with just like a row of stitches, mm -hmm. and then you knit out from that in both directions. Okay. So you don't see your beginning of the of the piece anymore. You just knit out. Wow. And it just becomes a sock. And okay. you can decide how um, much yarn you want to use. So you can decide at any point... You know, I'm going to go all the way up to the knee if sure. I want. Or I'm going to stop at the ankle. It's all up to you. Oh, that's great. What yeah. was the last thing you knit? The last thing I knit or was... Or are you involved in a knitting project right now? Right now, I am crocheting an afghan. Okay. And I think I, I'm going to be doing it maybe for the rest of my life. I don't know. What's your pattern? Oh, it is a... Um, I don't actually know what this pattern name is. But it's like those afghans that's just like little chunks of crochet and then okay. a hole and a chunk of crochet sure. and a hole. Um, and I'm just going around and around. How important is the hole when you crochet? Because we, we talk about the finished product and, you know, um, the part that we sort of see and can hold. But with crocheting, unlike with knitting that I know, the holes are important for the pattern. 
Very true, because if you same with same with knitting, if it if it gets too small or too if the yarn gets too tight, yep. you can have a very warped looking blanket. I see. So <laughs> there's a key there as well. Mm-hmm. Before we end, I want to ask you about color, and I want to also touch base on loom because we didn't talk about the loom. Right. Yes. So what colors do you like to use? Or, or and are there any colors you avoid using? Um, I like to lately. I have been really into yarn that um, is multicolored. Okay. So that I don't have to change yarns. So I like watching the pattern come through mm-hmm. as I'm crocheting or knitting. So that that could be yarn that changes color as the string, let's say, goes on, or the yarn piece goes on. So it could go from like. Uh, a soft brown to a yellow to a gray to a white back to a soft brown. I'm just picking random colors. These, these sound pretty horrible, but you get you get my drift for anyone. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then sort of there are some yarns that you can buy specifically for socks mm-hmm. that will be a very specific pattern by the time you're done with it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. The technology is beyond right. me. So let's loom. Okay, let's loom. I know it's what your mom does. Mm-hmm. But walk. First of all, doesn't loom take a lot of space? So much space. Okay. It's pretty incredible. Okay. And my family actually just my my mom and dad just moved, so they had to downsize. And I have no idea what she's going to do with her loom. Oh. It's like a piano when you have a piano and you're downsizing. So like, what do we do with this piano? No one wants it. Yeah. Because everybody's moving into smaller spaces. Like but it's a, such a cool thing to have. I know. and But then you're like, maybe we could make the piano also be a cupboard or our right. computer. Yeah, fair enough. So, but what, you do, what do you do with loom? What could it be? Um, I really don't know because you can't put anything on it. No. So it's basically just like a wooden structure with a series of uh, strings that you then weave other yarn through. Mm-hmm. So you can't... Um, Use it for anything else. No. You got a, a loom is used to loom. That's right. Any tips with about using a loom that you can think of? I know it's your mom's thing, not yours. Yeah. Or any experiences you've had with the loom. Perhaps. Well, I made um, like a loom. I remember doing this when I was a kid where you take a cereal box and you flatten it and you cut it in half and then you cut little slits on the sides sure. all the way around and you wrap uh, string through that, and then you can loom yourself like a little. Uh, you can use it as a loom. Oh, like really? A little makeshift uh-huh. loom. Wow! And what did you make with that? I think I made a bag because I could do it all the way around. I just put yarn all the way around it and use a little comb to press it all down. And excuse me. And I think yeah, I made a bag. I have no idea where it ended up. That's so wonderful. Well, I'm sure, like you said, if you want to know how to make your own loom and loom a bag, you could go on the internet and find a a YouTube video of some sort. Yeah. Well, Caitlin Driscoll, thank you so much for being on the episode today. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your knowledge about crocheting, knitting, looms, spinning yarn, texture, all that stuff. Well, it was my pleasure, and I hope people fell asleep. If they did or if they didn't, they certainly got to walk through the wonderful world of the things we can do with uh, knitting needles and crochet hooks. Thank you once again. Thank you. As always, you're listening to The Insomnia Project. Please share this show with your friends, families, and loved ones and those who cannot sleep. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Radio Public, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, 